the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-D-E-T to claim your free bet today. State restrictions apply. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, Real Real, Villain Real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And uh, finally, finally, the New York Giants are back in the NFL playoffs. Some Sean Green. Some said we would never get here, Sean Green. But others, myself and Kramer and all those Giants Nation, said that we had no doubt that we would get back to this spot. Daniel Jones, I must apologize. You may not be the quarterback of the future. You could be, but you may not be. But you are definitely the quarterback of right now because Vanilla Vic went absolutely crazy in a must-win game. Look, that's what you got to see because we're about to have three. Wait, is it one, two, four, four? Wait, you got the first round, then you got division round, then you got the four must-win games in a row. We're about to have four must-win games in a row. And Vanilla Vic, if you put on a show like you did in that must-win game against the Colts, then we are well on my way, and I'll have another ring right here on this finger to make me feel a lot better. I got my guy, former North Carolina auntie, Aggie Delonte Smith with me. Delonte, what's going on? What's up, man? Happy about the Giants. Not happy about Daniel Jones. He, he I, I don't know, man. He, he just... He played good, but it was the Colts. But I do think if we uh, if we match up with the Vikings, I think we got a good shot. Then we got oh, a good shot. I'm, oh, we're definitely – it's already yeah. written. When they kick that 61-yarder to win, mm-hmm. when they kick that 61-yarder to win, they sealed their fate. We're going to see them in the first round, and we're going to beat them. That is absolutely 100% the team. That they do not want to see us in the first round. So uh, I feel, feel very bad for them, but, you know, that's what happens when you hit a fluke 61-yarder to beat us. It yeah. it comes back to bite you. So payback's yeah, a bitch. Man, I'm going to just say that. Payback is a yeah, bitch. Yeah, we got ZZ back uh, in the secondary, so that'll help out with um, with some uh, covering Justin Jefferson. But, uh, but, yeah, man, everything. Glad the Giants won. Uh, just got to get Lakers on right now. Just, man, that's even possible. Well, I don't know. You you had some luck with that one. I will see how they do in this slate today because Lakers are playing today. We got a lot of games today, 11 games slate. Before we get into the slate, I got to talk about yesterday because a 40-minute delay in the Nuggets and Celtics game because Robert Williams just decided to destroy the rim. The new definition of time, Lord. Yeah, 40-minute delay, like a 40-minute delay. in that, And it was like in the fourth quarter, Celtics were getting blown out. The Nuggets had a pretty good showing at home. I still think that they are probably the one of the more fluky. I wouldn't say fluky, but I still think the Nuggets are pretenders. Like I think they're just going to be a regular season team. I don't see the level of defense that they play. I don't see that that's sticking around in the playoffs. But they did get a really good win against the Boston Celtics on the uh, at home, Celtics mm-hmm. on the road. 
they are playing today as well. Before we get into the slate, I got to talk to you about WinBet because they are the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network where you have a bunch of states, you have so many ways to win, live betting, same game parlays, and to win, build your own bet. You have reduced juice on sides and totals in bowl games. So kicking off in about 45 minutes from time of taping, you have Mississippi State and who are Mississippi State playing? I forgot. Uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about Coach Leach, so I was just thinking about Mississippi State, but you got Mississippi State kicking off against Illinois, and you can get reduced juice on the side and total in that game, along with all the other New York Six Bowl games. So tap into win bet. So much juice from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Over such a change terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 on order and present state where play through win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, D, let's get into the slate that everybody wants to talk about. And it is early, early, early tip for a Monday, 3 p.m. on the East Coast. The Phoenix Suns are traveling to the Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden to play the New York Knicks. Minus one half for the Knicks, 217 and a half is the total. Totals come crashing down, opened up at 225 and a half, all the way down to 217 and a half for a very good reason that I will talk about in a second. Injury report for these two teams, and you have, well, that's not, that's the other week's injury report let's get today's injury report today's injury report you have for the phoenix suns landry shaman is probable with that achilles injury that kept him out a couple games campaign is probable with a foot and you know you're not going to see devin booker or cam johnson for an extended amount of time and for the new york knicks jalen brunson is questionable rj barrett and obi toppin are not playing in this game because they are on ir for a couple of weeks all right it's the day after new year's it is the day (laughs) after new year's and you have a 3 p.m tip in new york when everybody is probably half dead from day parties yesterday if they weren't already half dead from the morning of waiting until 12 o'clock watching the uh college football playoff where georgia eked out ohio state but ohio state covered the plus six let's go look they're tired These teams are tired. They are in New York. They went out. I'm telling you, they went out. (laughs) The total dropped for very, very good reason. It's down at 217.5. Knicks are a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Delonte, what are you doing in this game? Uh, Man, like you said, uh, I like – I was part of that move because I thought it was too actually just simply based on how these teams play. uh, Both are medium-paced teams, uh, 21st and 24th. Uh, paced so uh, and then add that to what you just said about the new year's days festivities that was going on um and the Knicks haven't been in new york uh since uh i mean maybe like a week or two ago they, we were on three game texas road trip uh, and they have lost four five um two and three ats in that span uh, Phoenix hasn't been doing well at all either. They've lost four or five. They're also two and three. This is their fifth straight road game. Um, I don't see a lot of points being scored. Uh, Barrett being out, honestly, may be a blessing in disguise for the Knicks because Grimes, McBride, and some of those younger guys are getting some confidence and you know being able to 
to get some uh I guess some end good with Tibbs offense because Tibbs usually doesn't play younger guys. He usually sticks to that six man rotation and he doesn't play as deep as he has been playing this year. Um but I like the Knicks here. Uh, I think Brunson's supposed to be back. Um, if he's back, I definitely love the Knicks. Even without him, I still like him. Knicks are a physical team. Phoenix doesn't do well with physical teams. We heard it out of the coach's mouth himself a few weeks ago, and he stated that Phoenix just doesn't punch back when teams come in and punch him in the mouth. And if we know anything about the Knicks, they are going to punch you in the mouth defensively especially. Uh, they're fourth in field goal percentage and three-point percentage defense. So they defend really well. Uh, Chris Paul is – I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with the young guys. Uh, so, I like the Knicks and the under. I also play the under in the first half versus um, the full game. So, I like that better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, betting Knicks basketball is pretty easy for me. If I'm looking at them and I think that this is a spot that they could do well in, I'm taking them in the first half, and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm only cutting Knicks games in the first half. If the New York Knicks played the entire season in the first half, if basketball was just played in the entire season in the first half, you would see an NBA Finals between the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers, and that sounds pretty all right to me. So <laughs> I think we should actually advocate for cutting a whole half out of basketball and just play the first half because it seems like that's the only way that the Knicks and the Lakers want to show up in these games to teams are two of the best teams in terms of the first half and that's how I'm going to back the Knicks in this game I'm going to back them to the first half number the Suns on the road uh New Year's you know New Year's turn up I'm pretty sure they've been in this area for a little while I would I would love to think that they didn't fly out of here on New Year's Day trying to get to New York so I would assume that they've been in the area a little while hanging out you know little draw uh, dragging a little bit. This is 3 p.m. on the East Coast, and they are a West Coast team. So this is like 12, p- 12 p.m. Uh, on their bro. end. That's early. Like, you're getting up and going to the arena at like 10 a.m. your time or something like that, maybe even earlier. So, yeah, I think that that is a very, very early for the t- tip for the Suns. I'm backing the Knicks in the first quarter and the first half because of that reason. But as the Knicks do in typical fashion, especially at home when somebody on the other team just decides that Michael Jordan's spirit has rushed through their veins, that they're going to go off and show off and especially bring this team back in the second half. And if I had to pick somebody on the other team for that to be today, I'm going to say Mikael Bridges because Mikael Bridges is a Philadelphia guy, not too long, just the train ride away. Probably if he's been in this area the entire time, hanging out with some family, probably got some people coming to the game, check him out playing in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and he hasn't had his Madison Square Garden moment. He's dropped 21 points in the Garden before, but that was about it. He hasn't had that moment. So if I had to take somebody that's probably going to have that moment today, I'd probably take Mikael Bridges just because no R.J. Barrett. Probably uh, he might get the Grimes matchup, but Grimes may stick to Chris Paul just to try to limit what Chris Paul does in terms of keep, keeping the offense flowing. So I think Mikael Bridges has a decent day. I'll back Mikael Bridges as the Jordan uh, player mm-hmm. of the game this day. For the total, yeah, I'm I'm, st- I'm on the under. I, I think yeah. this game goes under. Honestly, mm-hmm. you're not going to find me on many overs today. To be honest, you're not. It's not going to be many overs that you find me on today. I think everybody's going to be a little bit sluggish. Uh, let's yeah. see. Any player props you got? Uh, yeah, I like a few. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's not out yet. Uh, the the points and rebounds, but I like the points and rebounds. Phoenix is usually, um, not that, not that big of a force on the inside, other than Aiton. But I think. That the matchup, I think he'll match up with more so Randall, um, more than he will uh, Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitchell Robinson have a bunch of chances at rebounds because both teams are going to be 
missing a lot of shots. It's gonna be if we if we like the under, it's gonna be a lot of missed shots. So a lot of opportunities for Mitchell Robinson to get him the glass. Uh, he has been playing a lot better um, as of elite. Um, scoring the ball as well, so I like Mitchell Robinson over points and rebounds. I don't know when that, I don't know what it'll be, but um, I guess I'll tweet it out whenever it comes available because it's just not available right now. Uh, also, another thing, Julius Randle has been killing it, thirty-five plus in three of the last five games. Points um, is high right now. If you, I would probably mix in points, rebounds, and assists to make it a little bit better. Uh, outside of that. Uh, a lot of Quinn Grimes over threes made. It's usually it's usually one and a half two. Uh, he's went over both of those numbers seven of the last nine games. So that's something to look out for um, in a big game. So it's, it's a standalone game. I mean, it's three p.m. Uh, you uh-huh. know, people will be back and forth between <clears throat> the bowl game. So uh, yeah, I like I like the Knicks a lot, man. I like the Knicks a lot today. Full game. Um, I like those two player props. Quinn Grimes over threes made and Mitchell Robinson points and rebounds. Although we don't have a number, I'll tweet it out uh, whenever. Um, it becomes available. Yeah, I think I'm on the Suns full game. I'm on Knicks first half. That's probably a play that I would – let me see what that looks like because that actually probably gets a lot of love during the Knicks games. Let me see what that play looks like. A halftime. Yeah. And then uh, another thing to go with um, with Mitchell Robinson um, rebound. You can just go with his rebound too if you don't like them to score. The Phoenix Suns, they're 30th in rim rate. They don't attempt a lot of shots at the rim or mid-range. It's a lot of three, so it's going to be a lot of – Short and long rebounds. Mitchell Robinson should gobble up a couple of those. So, I mean, I wouldn't even sprinkle like double double or something on him as well. Yeah, a a lot of Mitchell Robinson love today. Let me see here. I have yeah, a halftime, full time for the Lakers. Uh, no, the Knicks. You mean? I mean, not the Lakers. Yeah, the Knicks. For Knicks first half, Suns money line. I see five to one. So yeah, I'll sprinkle five to one on that because I just think that the Knicks have a pretty good track record of blowing a game at home. <laughs> and for Mitchell Robinson, yeah, more Mitchell Robinson love. Mitchell Robinson has recorded more than half an assist in nine of his last ten games. Mm-hmm. So he's got an assist in nine of the last ten. I like Mitchell Robinson. I see him for over half an assist at minus what's that minus one forty uh, for over half an assist. So I think that. Probably got to look for more books trying to find that, but it's probably going to be in that minus 140 range when they drop it. And that's a, a pretty, pretty solid play right there. Yeah. Um, and another thing about um, about Mitchell Robinson is he just got a guy foul. But being that, you know, the Phoenix Suns don't go to the rim a lot, he sh- that shouldn't be a, a problem, which is why. Um, so how him today because he'll get he will get more extended minutes without having a foul because Phoenix is not going to attack the rim. So all right, um, it's supposed, to, supposed to get uh, Shemit and um, campaign back today. Uh, I was reading some Phoenix and stuff. Uh, yeah, early. yeah, yeah. They're both probable for today. Yeah, yeah. So it'll give him a little boost. All right, let's see here for oh. I might I might be on Landry Shamit today too. Let me see what he opens up with when they announce him in. I may be on Landry Shamit today. That sounds like a really good play. Landry Shamit. All right, let's flip back just because you know he's he played that time in Brooklyn. Like he he he's been around New York for a while, so that oh, yeah. might be somebody yeah. there might be somebody out back today. All right, now let's get into the time where games actually are supposed to start. 7 p.m. on the East Coast. We have the New Orleans Pelicans going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are currently laying four. 228 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the 
where did they go for the 76ers no for the pelicans we have larry nance jr who was out with the neck injury you know you're not going to see Brandon ingram who's still in missing time with his toe and for the 76ers james harton is not on the injury report for injury management tyrese maxi and pj tucker are also not on the injury report for injury management and just coming down recently joel bead is questionable with the back injury mm-hmm. i didn't know that so yeah, very, very new on that. So you're getting four at home with the 76ers. What are you doing? Yeah, so I, I didn't know that Joel news. Um, that's my, that might be why the line moved. I laid five earlier. Um, because I seen that I seen that uh, Philly had a like nobody was on literally nobody was on the injury report when I looked earlier today. Um, but still I still like Philly. Um they got beat pretty I think they got beat by fifteen um a couple days ago whenever they played New Orleans. Uh, I'd like. I think Maxi being back is gonna help everybody slot back into their original positions as far as um, what they do and how they do it. Uh, with but without Embiid, it's gonna be a little bit tougher um, because that is a weakness of New Orleans. They don't defend the paint as well. They are um, like lower, a lower part of the league in um, in points per game allowed. Um, the thirtieth in rim in rim percentage defense. So, Embiid being there was a big factor in uh, in my handicap. But either way, I still like uh, New Orleans. I mean, I still like Philadelphia simply because I think that they're just a better team at home. Uh-huh. Now on a on a neutral court, then it, it's a little bit different story. But at home, um, it, I think it favors them spot wise as well. A lot of the, a lot of the home teams I'm gonna like today simply because of the New Year's factor. I mean, we know these guys. They're not just sitting in the house watching film mm-hmm. on New Year's, you know, unless it's the older guys. Uh, like maybe CJ McCollum will strike me as a guy who doesn't do anything for New Year's. He might be reading a book or something. Mm-hmm. So, CJ's CJ's drinking a bottle of wine, so CJ yeah. got late. CJ had a bottle of wine for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I like Philly a, a lot here. Um, they have somebody that's been under the radar, I guess you can say. Joel has been like killing it in December. Like he's been. I mean, if it wasn't for Luca. Like he'd probably be the talk of the league right now. He's been thirty point after thirty point game, um, and also in I, I like to look at free throw percentage in tighter tighter games. I mean it's at four right now, so uh, down the stretch Philly's gonna make the free throws a third in free throw percentage. Um, I like how Harden's been playing. He hasn't been much of a scorer. He's been more in a facilitating role, and I mean I like Harden better whenever he's facilitating because I mean. We all know he can score, but he lacks that burst that he once had when he was in Houston um, and to a lesser extent whenever he was in uh, Oklahoma City, of course. But um, I think that returning home from a, a four-game road trip, I think that Philly takes care of business uh, against New Orleans. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm a, I, New, Orleans, I was I'm a New Orleans guy, man. I was there. I, I would have been there. The issue here for me is, all right, the two teams just played 127, 116. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans, this was in New Orleans. Total went over. Joel Embiid had a great game that game. Zion had a great game that game. And I came on here fully ready to just go ahead and back Philly. And, and I probably probably still may end up backing them. Uh, back Philly at home in this spot, kind of a revenge spot. Yes, you got the holiday factor, the travel for New Orleans, all of that. But it's also the fact that 
Joel Embiid popping up on an injury report this yeah, morning man. is not good. Yeah. Like, man, I don't think not, that's – I don't think that says that he's favorable to play. Like, they have him as questionable. Yeah, it's not doubtful, but I don't think that's favorable for him to play. He pops up on an injury report this morning and not, you know, yesterday or anything else. So, I mean, we'll see. If Joel Embiid plays, then, yes, it's clear cut. I'm on the 76ers in this spot, but if he doesn't play, I don't know if I'm ready to phase Zion Woodson and what he's doing right now and what this Pelicans team is ultimately doing right now. They, mm-hmm. I know they're a lot rougher on the road. They just lost on the road to Memphis 116-111 on New Year's Eve, but they won four straight home, three straight home games before that, and that's kind of a bad spot for them, three straight home games going on the road. So... I'm going to sit here, and it's it's really contingent on Joe and B for me. If Joe and B plays, then all right, I like my chances with the 76ers here at home in the revenge factor. Joe and B has scored more than 30 and a half points in eight of his last 10 games. He missed this yeah. last game against the Thunder, and he didn't get it that game. I expect a bounce back game for him if he plays and the ability for him to just do whatever he wants around the win. Another player pop I'm looking at is Jonas Valanciunas. His rebounds have been sitting at eight and a half for a long time. He's gotten over this number in 10 of the last 15. And I I think that this is another opportunity where, especially if Joe Embiid is playing in this game, and even if he's not, he's going to be have a really good opportunity just by sheer volume of being on the court. If Joe Embiid is on the court, Valanciunas is going to be on the court. You need a big body to put in front of him. And whether he may not do anything, Defensively, he's going to have the opportunity for rebounds. So I like Jonas Valanciunas' opportunity for a double-double in this game as well, especially if Joe Embiid plays. But I still like him if Joe Embiid doesn't play because I think he'll still get a decent amount of minutes and just not have the threat of a big body in front of him for rebounds, for easy looks at the rim. So I'm on Valanciunas today. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all, especially if, um, if Embiid's not there. And if Embiid's not there, I mean, they don't have a lot of rim protection anyway, and that's what you need whenever you're playing against New Orleans, a second in rim rate, which is basically, you know, shots at the rim. Um, both te- I know we're about to hit on the total. Uh, both teams, they do a good job in turning in turning teams over, uh, both are top five in turnover percentage defense. So um, that's going to lead to a lot of transition. And I think New Orleans is the better transition team. Um, yeah. But, like, I mean, it all, it, it all just depends on, you know, Embiid. I mean, that's – it's kind of it's kind of hard to say that that kind of shook me up uh, whenever um, he popped up on the injury report. But um, New Orleans is one of like three teams who are top ten in offensive rate, offensive and defensive rating. They're actually top eight in uh-huh. uh, both categories. Uh, they defend the three well. Um, they don't like I said they don't defend the the rim well, but they defend the three really really well. Um, they offensive rebound, which is another. Um, feather in your cap for Valanciunas a ninth in offensive rebound percentage. Um, without Embiid, I don't know, I don't know how they muster up a lot of stuff inside. Um, but I guess I have to stick with I have to stick with Philly. Just thinking that Embiid plays, uh, and I lean to the over, thinking both teams are gonna get up and down and hit some shots. Yeah, uh, totals diff- difficult for this. One. Excuse me. So it was difficult for this one for me just because of the fact of we I know these are two relatively older over teams, definitely an over team for the Pelicans. The Philadelphia is up and down, but they've linked to the over their past 10 games, six and four to the number. But 
at home is a different story. They're eight and 11 at home mm-hmm. to the over. And it's because they can take the air out of the ball. They play their style of offense when they're at home. They don't really let anybody else come into their house and dictate how they play. Mm-hmm. And they like to play a slower game. They like to play out of the half court. They like to work Joe Embiid. They like to work hard in isolation. We'll see how that looks with Maxi back in the lineup and Maxi being able to run up and down the floor a lot more now. Mm-hmm. But I am slightly concerned here. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I might just go with over with you, but I don't like. I don't like the over in this spot. I will say that. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess it kind of bows well. Like if Embiid's not in, then the over has a better chance of of hitting simply because they don't have to slow down as much to feed him the ball in the in the Agreed. post. Um, and you know if if Embiid is in, even if it. The pace is gonna the pace is gonna be dictated pretty much by what Philly wants to do offensively. You know, if they want to get up and down here and there in a couple positions, but if with Joel with a bad back, I mean, how how much does he want to run? How much does he play? Uh, we all know he's had back issues for since he was at Kansas. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it's kind of hard to handicap really. Um, with that being said, but uh, it's just I guess if you like. Um, if you like Philly, I would just wait because if MB plays, um, the line's pretty much going to stay. I mean, it opened at five, so I don't think it goes any higher than five. If he doesn't play, I'm pretty sure it'll drop to two and a half, three um, with New Orleans. Uh, so you'll get a better number if you like Philly there. But I mean, I still think without MB that the addition of Maxi just takes some pressure off of Harden to be able to. Mm-hmm. You know, to handle the ball. So I, I would look at Harden under assist. They they still have him lined like Maxi's not back and when Maxi's there they do share ball handling duties so Maxi had a ball a little bit more Harden can be a spot up shooter so I would look at like Harden points I think it's 20 and a half I would look at his points okay. over and his assists under um with Maxi being back in the in the fold okay for the side I think I'm I think I'm officially going New Orleans plus four just because I I the Embiid factor but if Embiid does play I do like uh, the 76ers in this game and I have no problem flipping back over to them yeah, I, if if MB's um if MB's in, I'll be on. Well, I'm already on Philly. I lay I lay five. I didn't even know about the uh the MB stuff until just now. Um, but yeah, I'm on them. But I, I won't get off them. I'll just I'll just stick with it. Uh, hoping that you know they're really pretty good at home. Fourteen and six ATS at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and three ATS the last ten. Uh, like I said, they were returning returning home from that four game road trip. So, you know they get they get some good home cooking. Um, but. I mean, I don't love it as much as I did with it beat in, but um, yeah, I still, I'm still going to be on uh, Philly. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the fake wannabe all-star in Tyrese Halliburton welcoming the Toronto Raptors into Indiana. Minus one and a half for the Indiana Pacers. 232 and a half is the total injury report for this game. And you have a questionable tag on Precious Achua and Fred Van Fleet. Not you know you're not going to see Otto Porter Jr. And for Indiana, it's pretty clean for them. The only person is Daniel Tice, who we haven't seen in over a month or so. Mm-hmm. So for this game, minus one and a half with Indiana Toronto. Ben, I think I like them better as a home team on the road this season. Straight up, they are five and twelve, three and seven in their last ten. Mm-hmm. And as an underdog, five and eleven, but a little bit better against the spread, eight and nine against the spread, nine and seven, slow spread in this one, minus one and a half. Indiana's been really, really good. Twenty-two and fifteen on on the season ATS, twelve and seven at home with 
12 and 7 at home straight up as well. Six and three straight up over their last uh as a favorite, six and three straight up. So I think I have to be on the Pacers in this spot. Raptors struggle on the road. I'm not I don't like seeing questionable tags on Fred Van Fleet and Precious Achua, even though we know Precious Achua coming back from injury. So they're kind of working him into the lineup. He's going to play some games. He's going to be out some games. Fred Van Fleet uh, has an injury history, and he's had that for the better part of the past couple of years now. He's It seems like a night-in, night-out questionable tag with him. You may see it one night. You may see it the next night. You just don't know when he's going to play. And I like how Indiana is playing ball right now. Like Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton has the offense going. Rick Carlisle's finally found the players that he want to highlight in this offense in just guys that really a lot of people in the league have gotten rid of. Like you think of Naismith. He's come in and he's played really, really good recently. Uh, Buddy Hill's able to be a spot-up shooter. I think I don't know if anybody saw Buddy's Hill quickest three-pointer ever in yeah. a game. And it's literally, literally about an hour after Tyrese Halliburton's dad came to him and said, bro, stop dribbling and just shoot. Like, we don't need you to dribble. We got my son for that. We don't need you to dribble. Just shoot. And after he heard that, he turned around and hit the quickest three-pointer in in the game, beating Reggie Miller's record. So, yeah, uh, Nemhard's playing really well. I like the guards in the backcourt for this team. Uh, I think that really the only issue for me is just what Toronto are we going to see defensively? Because defensively, I think they can put they can get in front of Indiana mm-hmm. here. But I think this is still a good spot for Indiana. So I'm going to back the home team in this one, especially coming off the new year. Yeah, um, that's. I'm glad you said that with the defense because uh, that's one of the reasons why I kind of like Toronto. I think defense travels. Um, it was three on the open and got three on the open um, earlier. And, I mean, I think these teams are, like, pretty much even. Like, on a neutral, I think it would just be pick because I think mm-hmm. they're, they're just so similar in, like, how they play and how they defend as far as – um, coaching style. I think Carlisle and Nick Nurse have similar coaching styles. They're both offensive guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just I, I would lean with Toronto. I, any team that was getting points in this game, I was going to take. Like simply mm-hmm. because I think that just that even. Like their metrics are by far probably the most even of any matchup we have on the board. Um, both teams have advantages here and there. Uh, Toronto has a big advantage on the glass, but that's with Precious playing. Um, the uh, the Indiana Pacers are 30th in defensive rebound percentage, and um, the Raptors are sixth or or fifth. I'm sorry, in offensive rebound percentage. So they could get beat up on the glass uh, if only Miles Turner is down there, you know, helping out. But if he gets in foul trouble, it's pretty much over for um, for the Indiana Pacers inside. But I am like. I am fascinated by Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Halliburton matchup. I wonder how much they're going to uh-huh. put Scotty Barnes on Halliburton or or vice versa. I mean, I mean, uh, Scotty Barnes not much of a a scorer. He's more of a you know he's facilitate and uh-huh. you know slasher. But it still be interesting to see how he plays uh, Halliburton because both of those guys I think are you know two of the better guys that we have in the league uh-huh. right now. Um, both teams fast break really well, top three in fast break points per game. So I think it's going to play to the over. Um, Toronto does turn teams over, so Halliburton has to take care of the ball. Uh, I do like how you mentioned some of those younger guys have been playing well. Another young guy that's been playing well is Ben Matherin. He's been playing really, really well. Um, but I think 
overall that I think Toronto, just because they're getting points, I would lean to their side. Um, Gary Trent's been shooting the ball well. Even without Fred Van Vliet, I think that uh, Scotty Barnes can slide in and play that one really, really well, which is why I would uh, be on his points, rebounds, and assists um, in this game as well. But as far as the side, uh, yeah, I would lean to Toronto uh, at the – was it one and a half now? Yes, at plus one and a half. Or yeah, I would just take him. On, I would just take him on the money line instead of laying the one and a half. You can get plus money on the one and a half. Like, what should be like what plus one hundred five, plus one ten. On the money line, you have Toronto at even money. Yeah, I would just I would just play um, even money instead of the point and a half because if they if they're in it, I think they're going to win it. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Toronto uh, to win this game. One person I think that's going to go off for Toronto is Pascal Siakam. And I know you're sitting here thinking, Indiana, you got Miles Turner down there. They've been, and they have been really good in terms of points in the paint over the course mm-hmm. of the season. But Pascal Siakam goes into another mode on the road, averaging 25 points at home, 28 points on the road in, uh, in the Eastern Conference, 27.5 points. Like he's, Pascal Siakam's a guy that you either like his game or you don't like his game. Like there's never any, him? huh? Are they going to trade him? You think? I don't think they trade him. I think he's one of he's one of uh, Uji's guys, and I think that he he's a staple on here. He dropped fifty the other day against the New York Knicks. Like I, I think Pascal Siakam's here to stay. His points prop probably going to be somewhere around twenty six and a half, maybe. And you look at his last couple games, 26, 25, 36, 26, 52, 38, 27. So I think this is a pretty good matchup for him. He averages 26.5 points per game on the season. And I think he – no, they haven't played this season. Yeah, these teams haven't played this season. So I don't know what he's done against them this season. But I think they have a pretty good matchup here. And on the boards as well, just with Mm -hmm. – Miles Turner, yeah, Jalen Smith coming off the bench, Matherin coming off the bench, but you can see uh, Siakam kind of miss those guys off the bench and get a, a lot of quick, easy rebounds, being a lot quicker guy than Miles Turner is, just being more agile. So I could be on, I think Pascal Siakam could have a day, but I'm still on Indiana here. I'm not fading Tyrese Halliburton and, and what this team can do at home. Yeah, um, they, the only thing about Siakam is that he he he's a lot of sl- he does a lot of slashing as well. Um, I was looking at his points as well. Uh, I would probably play his points, rebounds, and assists more simply because they'll be if if Van Vliet's out, uh, him and Scotty Barnes will pretty much be initiating the offense mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, Indiana is third in rim percentage defense. A lot of that is simply because Turner is just so good at yeah. defending, defending the rim. So he's a, but he's a guy that can get past them. Like he is a guy yeah, that Miles yeah. Turner should struggle with. Yeah, and another thing with another thing why I like Toronto is I think that. Um, Siakam and Barnes can get to the line. They're gonna they're gonna keep trying. They're not that's that's what they do. That's part of the game. They're not gonna settle for jump shots. They're gonna try to get into the lane. That could get Miles Turner in foul trouble. Uh or, you know, they'll get to the rim and score. Um so that's one of the reasons why I was leaning to uh Toronto. Okay. Let me see if I can pull up uh what they done recently. Yeah, uh actually um the Pacers they've won and covered four of the last five. Seven and three ATS last ten. Um, Toronto three and two straight up and ATS the last five. Ironically, 
Toronto doesn't play with a lot of pace. They're 25th in pace, but they're top three in fast break points per game. So I don't know how that works at all. I don't know if they just – I guess when the opportunity presents itself, they Yeah, because it's defensively. They they play, yeah. they play you out the half court. They make you play out of half right. court. And when they get a turnover, of course, they're going to run when they get yeah. a turnover. Because they're, so. in, yeah, they're first in turnover percentage defense. Like, yeah, so that, that's how Toronto's been. That's their style. Total on this one, 232.5. It's come up all the way from 227. I think it's got to a point where you can't bet it up anymore. Just go ahead and take the under. I know it's Indiana, but uh, if you just expect these teams to either come out slow or for this kind of the lag off towards the end of the game, defensively, Toronto shows up, I think that you have a better chance with the under 232.5 just because a bad quarter could set this one back. Yeah, I wouldn't um... – I wouldn't play it at at that that high. I would just I would just stay away. Um, I was trying to play it under anything under two thirty. Mm. Uh, I would play over, but yeah, under. Um, I w- I would just not play the total. Um, but I think both of these teams are gonna be able to dictate what they want to do at certain times of the game. So it just depends on who can do it the best. And in this matchup, I think that Toronto, I think Siakam and Barnes are in for a good night. A lot of disagreement on this episode. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bulls traveling to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland's laying four and a half at home. 222 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso is probable with a shoulder injury. Javante Green is questionable with the knee. Derrick Jones Jr. is probable with his ankle. Gordon Dragic is not on the injury report. Tony Bradley is doubtful. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have Darius Garland, who is doubtful with the thumb injury for this game. Uh, Evan Mobley is questionable with an ankle injury. And it looks pretty standard. Dean Wade, Dylan Wendler, Ricky Rubio, all we know of them, they're not playing. So you're laying four and a half with Cleveland, and it looks like you're not going to have Darius Garland. Are you still laying four and a half? No, I'll probably just stay away. Um I played Chicago at home thinking that was a good spot for them without Mobley and uh, Garland. Um, they they won. DeRozan missed a game-winning jumper, uh, like a one-leg jumper. He usually makes it, uh, so it was it was a pretty good shot. Uh-huh. Um, but even without Mobley and Garland, I thought that the Cavs played really, really well. Like, they had no business. They, they actually were blowing – I think they were blowing Chicago out. I think they were up, like, doubles, and then – yeah, Chicago just stormed that. Uh, DeRozan was just going crazy. Him, Zach Levine, they were just going crazy. Um, and the Cavs, they do have an advantage on the glass, even without Mobley, because Jared Allen is going to beat up the inside with Vucevic. Vucevic doesn't want to play inside. He wants to shoot threes, and he'll post up smaller guys, but he wants he doesn't want to post up uh, uh-huh. bigger defenders. Um, and without Mo- if, if with Mobley, I think that they'll just be even more dominant on the glass. But even without them, I think Jared Allen can take care of business on the inside. Um, you know, Chicago, they have covered four of the last five, six and four ATS the last 10, um, while uh, Cleveland is three and seven, last 10 ATS, one and four in the last five. Um, they play better at home, 13 and six, 13, six and one ATS at home. Um, I, I don't have much on this game. I just, I wouldn't play either team. Um, I just play some props in this game and probably an under. Um, both teams gonna slow it down, especially with. I mean, the Cavs are they don't have many players left. I mean, you just read out the injury report. Uh-huh. Um, so I would just look at the total. 
uh, maybe some in game stuff, but I wouldn't. I would stay away from this game at all costs. To be honest. Yeah, I think I'm going chalk in this one. I'm just going to take the Cavs minus four and a half with just how how good the Cavs have been at home over the course of the entire season. Uh, if we're being honest, I know they've had a rough stretch in the past couple of games, three and seven in the past couple of games, but they're still uh, six and four straight up mm-hmm. in those games. Twenty and nine as a favorite this season on the money line, 15, 12, and one covering the number. And Chicago, I think that if Mobley plays in this game, it's going to be a difference factor. Like Evan Mobley isn't just, you know, uh, some random guy. Like he adds to them defensively. Like all of his additions don't necessarily show up on the box score. Like he's able to get in the lane. He's able to challenge people. He's able to help uh, decrease the amount of shot attempts that they get in the paint. And if Chicago goes in here and sleepwalks early through this game, like they did last time, I don't think that they are going to have the luck that they did where they was at home and being able to come back in this game. So yeah, I think that I am on an under in this yep. game. Give me the under 222 and a half. I think the, that Chicago has a history of sleepwalking. And so if they sleepwalk this one, I don't think that they're going to rally in the end. Again, John is talking about it in the chat. Mm-hmm. These two teams just scored 205. You talked about it. these two teams just scored 205 the other day. I think that this is still another game that could come under the total, especially if Evan Mobley does play in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, if Mobley if Mobley plays, I would probably lean to. I think it's, if Mobley plays, it's short. Like at at four and a half, it's probably too short because what Evan Mobley does defensively is probably some of the best in the NBA, like at such a young age, he, he rarely makes mistakes. He alters uh-huh. shots. He can switch off pick and rolls. He can play drop coverage. He can blitz. He he is incredible defensively. And I've seen him a lot at USC. I mean, USC basketball fans so, or football fans. So, but I still root for them in basketball as well. And when he was there, he did the same exact thing. Like he was just mature beyond his years. Uh, yeah. And uh, if, with him, I think that they dominate the glass because, I mean, other than Vucevic, Who's gonna rebound? So yeah, I, I'll be on um Jared Allen props, rebounds and points props, um, along with Mobley if he's available. Because Mobley and that pushes Kevin Love back to the bench. So Kevin yep. Love adding more depth into yep. this team. So yep. yeah, I'm I'm all over the caps today. And it's just another fate of the Bulls where I just I don't think the Bulls are a team you can trust too many times, especially in different spots. But they, they have been playing better. Yeah, they have they have six and four ATS last ten. Ever since I said we're not touching Chicago anymore, they actually turned it around. No, I was so. with you. I was with you. We said that about Chicago and Washington, and they both just went on this little streak in covering games. And we got over money coming in on that total. So sharps are on the over. I'm I'm gonna fade the sharps. I think I, I just would. I'd be interested to see, especially if Evan Mobley plays in this game, I'd be interested to see them come back and get over this. So now if Evan Mobley doesn't play, then I can see in way for the a path for the over. But uh, if Evan Mobley is in this game as well, just what he can add defensively, I'd be hard-pressed to see an over go in. I think that a Chicago team total under could be in play. Yeah, I don't I don't like the over at all if Mobley plays. Or not. I mean, both of these teams, like snail-like pace, um, you know, they just – I mean, even that 103 one, – that was the 103-102, I think, in the uh, in the game um, a couple of days – on New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Even that, I mean, Chicago had to literally, like, blitz back. Cleveland was just sitting on the ball. They were holding the ball. They were playing basically not to lose and not to win, if you know what I mean. Like, they just uh-huh. sitting on the ball. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was dribbling for 
you know, 20 seconds, and then they shoot up a three. And then, you know, Chicago got back in it. They shot some free throws. They got some rhythm going. Uh, so it probably should have – it shouldn't even been that close. So I just don't see a lot of points being scored in this game at all. Although um, Chicago is poor defensively defending the three, which could lead to some Donovan Mitchell – uh, going crazy um, with the perimeter defense. And Caruso is a game-time decision, right? Uh, he is probable for this game. Yeah, so uh, Caruso being there, um, it helps out defensively a lot of what they want to do. Um, but still, but I don't think I don't think they have enough to be able to contend with, uh, with Cleveland. The only reason I'm not on them is simply because I just want to know if Mobley's going to be there. So if Mobley's there, I'm with you uh, with the Cavs. If he's not, I'll just stay away. Last thing on his games, always a concern for Karis LeVert and which Karis LeVert you're going to see in the game. Not going to say anything more than that. Just going to leave it at that. If you know, you know. <laughs> All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to play the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. One, minus one and a half for the Hornets in this game. 242 and a half is the total. Injury report, we have LeBron James, who is probable. Lonnie Walker, who is questionable. And for... The Hornets, you have Kelly Oubre, who is out. Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. So, all right here. You should see a lineup of LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, Mason Plumlee. Pretty standard with Kelly Oubre no longer coming off the bench because he is out. I mean, any – all right, any – any – any – like anything for the Lakers in this game? Man, no, not really. Uh, LeBron usually uh, the only thing that I can say is LeBron does play well usually in Charlotte uh, against against Charlotte. I couldn't find the the uh, the road the home and road splits of um, of his averages, but he he does average twenty eight eight and eight um, against the Hornets. Um, a lot of that probably is you know it's MJ's team. He wants to play well against MJ's team. It's just something that. I just always picked up on he especially in in the uh in the spectrum center uh when MJ's probably watching. Uh but he I don't know if MJ's gonna be there today. He might be drunk still. Uh-huh. But uh Charlotte, the terrible. Uh the Lakers is terrible. Two terrible teams playing equals a lot of points. They both play with a lot of pace. Uh I think LaMelo has a big game. Um the Lakers, like I said, I think I said this a couple of episodes ago, they love to run, but they actually are more efficient in the half court. So, mm-hmm. you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, I think that the addition of Mark Williams has changed a lot of what Charlotte wants to do. Uh, he is basically, I mean, they drafted him that high and they weren't using him at all. I have no idea what Steve Clifford was doing. Like he was the big, he was a big body that they needed. They had a need for a big who could catch lives from LaMelo block shots and rebounds. Mason Plumley is is not he, he's not what Mark Williams is right now. I mean, he's more seasoned, so you know, obviously he's going to be better in certain situations, but I think Mark Williams is a perfect fit for this team and since he's been playing, um he's averaging 10 points per game, 7 rebounds per game and a block per game in December. This is he just played uh he played 8 games in December uh and that's what he's averaging. So, and this is with I think under 20 minutes in five of those eight games. So he's contributing when he's out there. Um, you know, it's, I think it's a high pace game, a lot of possessions. Russell Westbrook has been playing well um, for the Lakers. Uh, he's had a triple-double uh, four times in December. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been shooting the ball a lot better. I will look at his points, rebounds, and assists. Um, Thomas Bryant has been playing well and rebounding the ball well. 
he's had a double double in four of the last five games. But all in all, uh, as far as the side, I'll just stay away. I mean, I could just make cases for both sides. Um, the Lakers aren't good on the road. Seven and thirteen ATS on the road. The Hornets are not good on the road or at home. Um, look, just I would just play the over. I mean, just a lot. It's gonna be a lot of possessions, uh, a lot of running, a lot of alley oops. Um, so I would just play the over. I would. I wouldn't touch the side at all. All right. I mean, just you kind of hit on everything. I'm just running through some stuff really quick. LeBron James, last two games against Charlotte, 34 and 37. There you go. Uh, last couple games he's played in Charlotte. He has 24, 12, and 11. He yep. has 41, 10, and 8. He has 31, 6, and 8. He has 32, 9, and 11. 32, 6, and 9. So, I mean, one, Charlotte hasn't had good teams. Like, they haven't had a lot of good teams, but – they also have it. Uh, so that's easier for him to get involved. And they just don't have the protection. Like, is what is the difference between this game and the, the Hawks game that we were talking about before the holiday? Like, right. what is the difference between these games? There's no difference. There's no inside protection for LeBron James in the paint. There wasn't nothing in the Hawks, and he was able to go out there and drop 47. Now there's nothing here for the Hornets either. So I think you have another opportunity for LeBron James, who obviously is chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He wants to put up a bunch of points, and this is the opportunity he's going to have to do so. I wouldn't be surprised to see LeBron drop another 35 on the Hornets in this one. And Mm I mean, I guess they're liable to win the game. I don't know. Lakers lose games like this. Like, this is games that they should be winning. They should be padding their record, trying to secure a playoff spot. But they lose games like this. So, I, I truly understand that nobody wants to play the side. Yeah. But we'll see. As far as the total, has come up 10 points. And a total that's come up 10 points from opening at 232.5, I'm not – you're not going to get me. They opened it at 232 for a reason. Because you have these two teams. Why would you not just open it up at 240? Yeah. And John is talking about it in the chat. He just looked it up and they scored 264 last time they played right before Cliff before Christmas. Why would you not? Why would you not open this up at 240? It's because you think of whether it's the holiday or whatever you think it is. You think this game is going under and now they're just going to take as much over money as they can. And they move the total up because they truly don't care. I think this is a spot where you come in on the under 242 and a half. It just smells like why would this open up at 232? Yeah, I, I don't I, understand. Yeah, I wouldn't play it at. Um, well, I wouldn't play it at, uh, at, at, at that big number. Um, 232, 235 would be probably the max I would play it at. Um, if you do like the over and, you know, it's got out of control right now, both teams do play at a slower pace in the first quarter. They're both their bottom five in uh, first quarter points per game. So if you could look in game, basically, it could be a lower scoring. Game. It could be like, you know, 12 to nine, you know, six, seven minutes in. Uh, you can look to play the over and you probably could get a better number um, on that. Just something to something to look at and something that the Lakers do well is finish at the rim. But I think like if Mark Williams um, is implemented more like Steve Clifford has been doing, he's, he does a good job at rim protecting. He's had two plus blocks in um, two games. So uh, I think he'll be able to dictate some of the things that's going on. The more I'm talking about this, the more I like Charlotte actually. Um, But a couple of props I like, I know, I don't know if you, did you like any props before I went? I mean, I'm just LeBron James. It's just oh, LeBron okay. James. He dominates this team. He's chasing the scoring record. It's currently sitting at 31 and a half. I still think it's too low. I'm, I'm on LeBron James and probably LaMelo ball props because LaMelo gets up for playing superstars on the other side of court. 
Yeah, twenty three eight eight. Uh, last game in LA. Uh, Lamelo was one of my favorite bets of the uh, of the day. Actually, he um, the Lakers give up the fourth most points, rebounds, and assists to opposing point guards. Uh, Lamelo's uh, points, rebounds, and assists thirty eight and a half. Um, he's went over this number seven of the last eight games, and you know he plays better at home. Uh, he went over that whenever he was in LA. Um, you know that's where he's from. He's gonna get up, play that game. Uh, so I like Lamelo a lot. Gordon Haywood under fourteen and a half points. He's been getting thirty plus minutes, and he hasn't went over this number. Uh, he's went under in five of the last six games. So I don't know if his confidence is just gone or he's worried about. I mean, shit, he might be playing for the Lakers. Uh, you know, in a, in a month or so. So I mean, mm. who knows? So uh, I like Gordon Haywood under fourteen and a half, and I sprinkle a little bit on Russ triple double. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a number of triple double plays that you could really spring. Right, on right, right. Like Russ, uh, LeBron, and uh, Lamelo. Like what? I wonder what that pays to just uh, SGP that. Mm. All right, next game on the slate. We have we got we got to look that up before before this is over. That's actually really fun. Uh, let's see here. Next game on the slate, we have San Antonio Spurs on the road going to play the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are laying 12 and a half at home. 236 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And you have for the San Antonio Spurs, Devin Vassell is questionable with the knee injury. Uh, base stop is out with an illness. And for the Brooklyn Nets, you have Joe Harris, who is probable. So pretty healthy on the Nets side of the ball. I mean, I don't know what to say. I guess if you want to, <laughs> I, I, I guess if you want to play devil's advocate for San Antonio, they have covered three of the last four games. Although all three of those games they covered were at home, and they did not cover their last two road games. They are six and ten ATS on the road, fifteen and nineteen as underdogs, and the money line is way, way, way worse. Uh, and for Brooklyn, you have them four of five. They have covered their last four of five, only game being a road game at Atlanta where they got a one-point win in that one. And I believe there was no Trey Young or DeJounte nope, nobody. in that game. I, I was, was actually, nobody on I, I got a bad number. Uh, I think I was like four. I think I was with, I was four with uh, Atlanta, plus four mm-hmm. with Atlanta at home, and then no Trey. It's like he wasn't on the injury report or anything. No Trey, no Hunter. Yeah, um, it was it, it was an ugly spot, and yeah. you know, ugly spots like that somehow, some way, the yep. team with everybody yep. injured finds a way to cover. So I'm not really holding that too too much against them. Yep. Seven and three ATS for the Brooklyn Nets over their last ten games. I, it, it's just clear cut. I think Brooklyn walks out of here with like a twenty point win. I don't think San Antonio cares. Tries even looks good in this game, especially with potentially no Devin Vassell in this game. That's just another score for them that's going to be out, and you got to mm-hmm. rely on some of those other role players further down the stat sheet. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and lean with Brooklyn here, minus 12 and a half. Is he uh, Vassell? Is he um, is he probable or like that? He's questionable. Oh, He's questionable. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Spurs have a chance with or without him, so it, it does, I don't think it matters, but... I was telling my cousin, who's a big Spurs fan, that I just can't get the Spurs right. Like, if I bet on them, they lose. If I bet against them, they win. So, uh-huh. I mean, you just take that. I guess I, I don't have a play like in it. I don't have much on the game. Uh, San Antonio has covered three of the last five. They've played five straight overs, um, allowing 120-plus points in four of the last five games. Uh, you mentioned the ATS. 
um, record on the road. Uh, Brooklyn's been rolling, eleven straight wins, seven and three ATS last ten. You mentioned uh-huh. they covered four of the last five. Uh, they are returning home from a three game road trip where they went three and zero straight up, two and one ATS. Uh, I think Brooklyn can just beat you anyway. Like if you want to play a shootout, they can beat you. If you want to play half court, they can beat you. Uh, they are probably playing the best basketball as a team in the NBA. They do it on the road. They do it at home. Uh, so I think they're clicking on all cylinders. I wouldn't play against them. But like you said, like if they want to, they probably could win by 20. Um, I mean, I, I just – I don't got – I don't have much. If, if, like if they want to win by 20, they can. Um, but the Spurs, like I would just play the Brooklyn Nets team total over. I mean, 120 plus in four of the last five games. And in those five games, those teams are not supposed to score 120 plus points. So I'll leave it at that. Um, Brooklyn is great in transition, 16 points per possession in transition, uh, third in points per play in the half court. Um, they do struggle to rebound in the half court, which sets up for uh, Jakob Perto to have a pretty big game uh, on the glass. Yeah, I think uh-huh. he's. I think he's definitely a uh, double double worthy. Yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. So he's on. He's on my own. He's on my list. Seventy five percent of the Brooklyn Nets steals lead to transition opportunities, and uh, they already are elusive in transition. So, yeah, I mean, I would lean with you to Brooklyn. I wouldn't play it, but like I said, I've been opposite on San Antonio the whole year. So San Antonio might win the shit outright. Yeah, I mean, it's just really. Uh, it. I'm. I don't think that that's possible. I just <laughs> defensively, they're night and day over the past five games. They're complete night and day difference. Brooklyn is second in points per game. San Antonio is last in points per game. San Antonio gives up 125.2 points per game. Brooklyn gives up 108.6. And that's really comes from Jacques Vaughn and how Jacques Vaughn has his team playing a lot better over the course of the time since he's taken over as interim head coach. They have the best record in the league during that span. They're giving up 31.4% from three during that span. You have San Antonio towards the bottom at 41.4%. I, 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 don't, I don't see too many chances for San Antonio in this game. You got to have a blowout somewhere. And maybe this is a spot where Brooklyn, who has been covering by number, like they've been covering the number mm-hmm. a lot recently, mm-hmm. especially since Vaughn has taken over. So I think this is an opportunity where Brooklyn just covers the number, gets out ahead, Probably take a maybe a first half, maybe a first half play on Brooklyn and just yeah, say that they get yeah, out ahead. Quarter. Yeah, something early. Yeah, Other than that, I don't have much else for this game. Give me yeah, a, uh, give me an under on the two thirty-six and a half, just because I don't think San Antonio comes in. This is probably one of those games where San Antonio just doesn't look like they're trying and they just go ahead and tank the game. Like man, we've seen you. them have that those games on the road where they go out and score 70, 80 points, and this is supposed to be an NBA team. So Man, I'll be I'll I'll have that same conviction that you have, and then they'll come out and just play, like they'll just go crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I'm mean, I'm not on this game at all. Um, but I, I probably will look at the like the first quarter, the first half. You got me intrigued on that. Um, but like it's just the I think that the Nets are just on another level than any other team in the NBA right now. And Jock Vaughn should probably they should probably give him a job like right now. He he's he's even got Kyrie playing defense. He's got him diving on the floor, fighting over screens. Uh-huh. Like he, he got anybody They're playing can, up for this coach. They like, like any, his coach. Anybody that can get Kyrie to do those things all in, in a on a consistent basis, should get the job. Like they should have had his contract up when they seen Kyrie dive on the floor for the ball. Like, <laughs> and offered him a contract. They should have right got him the contract right. Yeah, on give the him spot. a con- Oh, you got right Kyrie playing defense. Yeah, bet we got you. 
Yeah, and Kyrie's not he's not talking, he's just playing, he's playing really well. Um man, like the Nets, like they're getting TJ Warren's getting healthy, Seth uh Curry's getting healthier, he's getting more uh flow in the game. Joe they're just Joe Harris, I'm kinda worried about him. I don't know what's what's his deal. He's like in and out, and then when he's playing, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's himself. I just, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it's gonna like, take time. Injury like that, you know, and then his confidence and everything like that, because he didn't play well in that uh, playoff series against the uh, against the Celtics last year. So, yeah, I mean, um, a couple of props we touched on: Jacob uh, Jakob Pertle, um, twenty-two and a half points and rebounds. Uh, Brooklyn doesn't rebound the ball well offensively or defensively, so that's an angle that you could probably look at. I like that. Uh, a lot actually. Um, another one I like a lot is Trey Jones over 18 and a half points and assists. He's went over six of the last seven. He's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, the only thing with those like Spurs props is blowout potential, you know. Uh-huh. So if it's blowout, then those guys sit. But if it is a blowout, TJ Warren should go crazy. Uh, he struggled the last two games. Um, this is a perfect defense to get right on. They don't have his points available yet. Uh, I'll tweet that out, but I'll be on TJ Warren. Uh, props over as well. All right. Next, yeah, TJ Warren has been playing well. I was I backed him last game and he folded, but I think this is another good game to back him. All right. Last game. Next game we are talking about. We have the Dallas Mavericks going to play the Houston Rockets. Minus seven and a half for the Mavericks on the road. Two twenty six and a half is the total. Got an injury report for these two teams, and it looks like for the oh, is that it? No, this is not my report. Let's refresh that. And for the Dallas Mavericks, we have here Javel McGee's not on the injury report. Dorian Finney Smith is gonna be out. Josh Green and Maxi Kleber, you know, are out. And Alfred Sangoon is questionable with the back injury. We still are not seeing Deshaun Tate. I mean, I get it. Last five games, uh, Dallas has been favored. They have covered two of of those five, including not covering a five and a half point home spread against the New York Knicks, where they Luca dropped sixty twenty and ten. So, I mean, I'm out on the Mavericks ever laying points. Yes, they covered ten last time these two teams played in Dallas. I'm out on the Mavericks ever laying points. So I'm just going to automatically take Houston plus five and a half. I'm just not interested in ever laying the points with the Mavericks just because I don't know what team can show up. And I like my chances where they are 10, 19 and one as a favorite this season, six and 11 on the road. Yes. Houston's numbers are not that good as well, but I like my chances a lot better fading the Mavericks as a favorite than backing them. So I'll take Houston plus seven and a half. That's about it for me. How are you attacking this game? Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't play it at all. Much like the Spurs and, and, um, and the uh, Brooklyn game. I just would stay away. Uh, Dallas, they, you read off their stats. They have one six straight, um, but two and three ATS where it really matters. Um, four last five. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame anybody that wants to back Dallas. That's no, 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 I'm not going to back Luka. Dallas. No, yeah, no, 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 no I don't blame. No, no not you. Just, I'm just saying, like in the oh, chat, yeah, okay, like okay. can't fade Luca on this run. No, oh, do not fade Luca. Yeah. Back Luca. I will 100 percent back yeah. Luca. Luca dropped 60, 20, and 10. You know what was that a week ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm perfectly fine. I cannot back them as a team because in that yeah, same game he dropped 20, 60, and 10. They didn't cover five and a half. 
Yeah. Like that's that's yeah, that's I mean, disgusting work. Yeah, that is they're, nasty. They're, work. Yeah. they're Minnesota Vikings of the NBA. That's what, that's what they are. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings that's of the tough. NBA. Luca in December, 35, 9, and 9, uh, in 15 games. Like he had like three triple doubles. He had a 60-point triple double. This is the third time that these teams have been playing in the last 10 days. So some uh-huh. familiarity uh between the two. I mean, obviously it's not a, a long uh travel at all. Um they probably took Moon off's jet. Uh, from Dallas, to <laughs> um, but uh, like I mean, like you said, like I can't lay I can't lay anything with Dallas, like at home or on the road, especially on the road. Rockets, they're not good, but they fight. Um, so I would lean to the seven and a half. Um, they the last game the Mavs won one twenty nine one fourteen. The total opened at, uh, closed at two twenty three and a half. Um, I would just I would look at the over. I wouldn't play the side at all. I, but I wouldn't be surprised if Houston won. I mean, Dallas isn't good at you know going like pace wise going up and down. They've got a lot of their points you know simply being efficient in the half court when Luca pick and rolls, um, and when Luca's going crazy like that and they're sending double they're like blitzing him. I mean Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie those guys are getting open shots and they for the most part they've been hitting them in this streak. So I look at it over. I wouldn't play. Um, I wouldn't play the side. I mean, I would lean to the Rockets simply because, it, like, uh, somebody just pointed out in the chat, the Rockets do play better at home. Uh, they got some familiarity, so they're going to be comfortable. They're not going to be, you know, scared to play Luka or anything like that. Uh, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play it with my money. But uh, if I had to, I'd, I'd be with you on the Rockets plus seven and a half. The Mavericks, they don't cover. In this Texas series that – Dallas is playing. They just played the Spurs and they got a one point win after Luca dropped 51 and Christian Wood dropped 25. I honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter what Luca does. This team still yeah. can't win by margin. Consistently. Didn't they give up 120 to San Antonio? Like they gave up 125. They gave up 125 to San Spurs. So yeah, I'm pretty good on backing the Mavericks as a favorite. That's probably I'm I'm perfectly fine not doing that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I, I wouldn't do it either. Total sitting at two twenty six and a half. Come down from two twenty eight. Yeah, this is another New Year's under. I'm just back. I know the Mavericks have been getting to the number and getting over the number consistently mm-hmm. over the course of the season, but. Slow pace of play for them. Houston doesn't feel inclined to run at all. They probably should. They don't feel inclined to run at all. So I, I will back an under in this one, under 226 and a half. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Some Like, I'm with you with – like, I can go either way, so I probably wouldn't play it. I can see it under slow pace with Dallas just, you know, running a lot of that shot clock, running a lot of pick and rolls with Luka. Um, Houston, they – I don't get why they don't just – they should just run, like, they should just play like AAU style. Like that's they got a, a lot of young guys. They're not good in the half court. Why don't they just grab the ball off the rim and just run every chance they get? I don't. I don't. I, get it. I, I'm a Silas guy, and I keep trying to back him, but he keeps doing things that make me scratch my head and say, yeah, "Why is this Houston team not slightly better than they are right now?" Yeah, I'm I just not it. seeing the growth that Houston probably should be having. I'm not seeing that growth in that team. It looks like they do the same thing every single year. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but with that being said, I like Jalen Green over twenty two and a half points. Um, he's went over four in the last five. He's gonna get a lot of opportunity. Um, I think Sangoon is uh, doubtful, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is gonna make them spread out more, play a lot of more, a lot more small ball. Um, and Jalen Green is gonna have the ball in his hands a lot. Uh, so I will look at his probably his assists over as well because he's gonna have to facilitate a lot more. Uh, also, because Sangoon usually does a lot of facilitating in the half court. Um, 
at that free throw line extended. Um, so I was Jalen Green over 22 and a half points. Uh, it's probably like my better bet of the of anything in this game because I wouldn't touch the side or the total. I don't know what Jabari Smith's double-double is at, but I'll play it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Denver Nuggets going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minus two for the Nuggets on the road, coming off a of back-to-back as well. They just played the Boston Celtics last night. 233 and a half is the total Injury report for these two teams. You're probably – did Murray play – I don't think Murray played last night. Um, I didn't – I don't think Murray played last night. See. He didn't play last night. Murray didn't play last night, so potentially you could see him on this half of the back-to-back. Uh, Jeff Green, you know you're not going to see him. And then you have uh, – Pretty clean for Minnesota. You're still not going to see any McLaughlin, Cat, or Torian Prince, which means Rudy Gobert is playing, which means you probably should be on Denver. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. Pretty much. I mean. Pretty much. Yeah, Denver's on a back-to-back. Denver's laying points on a back-to-back. Denver's laying a points on a back-to-back with travel. Yet, I'm still inclined to just go ahead and back Denver in this spot because – Minnesota's really, really bad people. I mean, I don't think if you know this, but Minnesota is six and twelve as an underdog this season. Seven and eleven ATS at home, like seven and eleven at home. They're fourteen and twenty-three on the season. Last ten games, they they've actually uh, nine and nine on the money line at home, and they have lost three of their last sevens, four of their last six against the number. I'm just gonna blindly take Denver here. I, I'm there's no way you're getting me to back anything, Minnesota. They Minnesota, this is a good spot for Minnesota. Minnesota could very it well is. come in here and win this it game. Is. This is a very good spot it for is. them. I'm not doing anything to back Minnesota in this spot. Give me Denver and the fraudulent first uh fraudulent regular season team that they are. So I'll take the Denver Nuggets laying too. Man, I'm glad you said that because I kind of like Minnesota here. Um I think it's a great spot for them. Uh they held a they held a players only meeting after their loss um a couple oh, nights okay. ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it matters. The, but... the infamous the infamous <laughs> players only meeting. Yeah, I, 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 I guess know. we I guess it's a pretty decent pot, spot in the season to have yeah. a players only meeting. Yeah, so all and, right. And uh so um Finch was saying like he's gonna start changing who plays and how they play and how much they play. And something interesting, the Wolves have not won a game with Rudy Gobert since Am I here? And is Delonte just gone? Or how did that work? Somebody in the comments tell me if I'm the one that's messed up or is it him the one that's messed up? Uh, I'm going to assume I'm here and he's not here, but I'm not certain. Yeah, I'm good. He's not. All right, great. Appreciate it. So he's gone. All right. I don't know what happened to him. He's going to do a lot of stuff and tell you a bunch of numbers, and he's going to tell you that he likes Minnesota. I understand it, and I agree. This is a perfect spot for Minnesota in this game. I promise you it really, really is. I'm not doing it. I'm not telling you to bet Minnesota. Minnesota is going to get the Boston Celtics treatment from me. I'm not going to tell you to do it. So if you want to do it, by all means, don't have to bet every game. This is one game I'm definitely not going to bet. Uh, totals at 233 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Minnesota has been a number, a pretty decent team to the number. Uh, 
going under over the course of the entire season. And we're getting Denver coming off a of back-to-back where they, they, they really didn't play too, too hard against the Boston Celtics. They were able to beat them by a pretty decent margin. And I don't think anybody played serious minutes. Let me just double check that before I move on to the next game. Uh, bot score, you had 36 minutes for uh, Gordon Hayward. Aaron Gordon, I mean, Gordon Hayward. Wow. Aaron Gordon, you had 36 minutes, 32 for Michael Porter, 32 for Jokic, 30 for Bruce Brown, 29 for KCP. So pretty decent minutes there. Yeah, I'll take the under. All right. Let's just keep moving on to the next game until whenever Delonte comes back here. And we have the... Atlanta Hawks going to play the Golden State Warriors, minus one and a half for the Warriors. 237 is the total injury report for these two teams. You have Clint Capella, who's going to be out for this game. DeAndre Hunter is questionable. And for the Golden State Warriors, wow. <laughs> I didn't know this. I, I promise you I didn't look at this injury report beforehand. Andrew Wiggins is out. Jonathan Kaminga is out. James Wiseman is out. Jamichael Green is out. And Andre Iguodala, if for whatever that means, is out. And, you know, you're not going to see Steph. So you have a projected lineup of Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. You'll probably see Anthony Lamb, Ty Jerome, and Moses Moody get a lot of minutes coming off of the bench for these two teams. And so... Uh, I would like to think that all those outs kind of make a difference in how I'm going to attack this game, but I'm I'm just going to go back to the well and just take in Golden State at home and fate in Atlanta on the road. It seems like a really good spot here when you talk about what these two, excuse me, these two teams do. They're night and day. And where you have the Atlanta Hawks against spread three and seven in their last 10 games, they are six and 11 on the road, seven and nine as underdogs. Golden State 13 and five at home against the spread. You look at Golden State, they're 16 and two on the money line. This is a one and a half point spread. So not too much difference. You could just lay the juice and take the money line rather than taking the points. 14 and eight as a favorite on the money line. I think this is an opportunity where you just kind of back Golden State. I know they have a bunch of injuries, and that may draw some intrigue towards Atlanta, but I don't think I want to take Atlanta on cross-country after New Year's. Let's see. And this is their first – yeah, this is their first game on the road after having a couple of games at home where they lost that game to the Lakers. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty good spot where you just go ahead and back Golden State. I don't think you think too hard about this one. Strutter said take Trey – for assist and turnovers, yeah. Because I don't think Golden State is defending right now. Like, you're not concerned. I mean, yeah, you th- Draymond Green is still really good defensively, and he's going to be the general for general for that team. But Klay Thompson has been a shell of himself defensively ever since coming back. And you're sitting here. You have no Wiggins, who is their best defender on the team. Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, they can clog up the paint, be really big bodies. Like, I – Golden State's an over team. You look at the numbers, Golden State and Atlanta both do pretty decent to the over. Uh, Atlanta is 7-3 and t- to the last 10 games and over 12-5 and five on the road. And for Golden State, they are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. The only thing that concerns you is Golden State has been a lot better to the under at home. They do get up a little bit more defensively, 6-12 and 12 at home. So 12 and six to the under. So that is like concern, but I think Trey's turnover props pretty good. 
uh, yeah, I don't think I think Kaminga is going to be a really big loss for them. And the assist prop, pretty decent for Trey Young. He normally gets there. I think I'm just going to play it simple in this one. Give me Golden State on the money line. And for the total, it's come up from 237. I think it's a lot of points, but I think it just barely, like this closing line value missed four points. I think it's going to be somewhere in between that 233 where it opened at and that 237. So I'll just go ahead and take an under, but I'm probably not going to touch the the total in this game. I think I just want Golden State money line. I, I'm not backing Atlanta on the road. They're not good on the road. All right. I don't know where Delonte went. Oh, he said he's loading back up now. So I'll wait for Well, I'm not going to wait for him, but Next game on the slate, we have the Detroit Pistons going to play the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. Minus nine and a half for the Trailblazers. 232 and a half is the total injury report here. And you have Killian Hayes is out with a suspension for that fight. Uh, well, I, you could call it a fight, I guess. He, he knocked them out. Isaiah Livers, Kate Cunningham not playing, as you know. Nurk is questionable with an illness. Here we go. The time we've been waiting for. I've been telling you, this is the time we've been waiting for, people. I can't wait till he gets in game shape. Gary Payton II is expected to make his return to basketball and have his team debut on Monday. Keon Johnson is questionable with an illness. Greg Brown is questionable with an illness. They just had an illness go through this locker room. Greg Brown, Keon Johnson, and Nurk all questionable with Enosis. And you know you're not going to see Justice Winslow or Nazir Little. <sighs> I struggle with this game because of the fact that we know how dangerous that the Detroit Pistons have been when they've gotten a double-digit spread over the course of this season. Like, they've been really, really dangerous, whether it's been at home, whether it's been on the road. They've been able to go out there and get money line wins as 10-point underdogs. And so... This line, dangerously close, minus nine and a half. Because it's minus nine and a half and it's not 10, give me my Portland Trailblazers. Come on, guys. You know I like Portland Trailblazers way, way too much here. Portland Trailblazers over the course of the season, 21 and 14 against the number, nine and five at home. Eight and seven as a favorite. It's fallen off a little bit. I think that this is still a pretty decent spot for them. If it gets to 10, though, if it gets to 10, I I promise you I'm going to have a look at the Pistons because Pistons have been really, really good as double-digit underdogs over the course of the season. They've been covering the number. They've been winning outright. We finally have Delonte back. We have skipped a couple of games ahead. Uh, Quick thoughts, just a quick, are you taking Atlanta on the road against Golden State? Uh, Yes, I am. Uh, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Atlanta. Um, They're healthier. Uh, I I don't know about – some is somebody out other than um other than the usuals. I know uh Wiggins is still out. Um but the line moved like big time. Like Yeah, so like, you have no Wiggins, no Kaminga, no mm-hmm. Wiseman, you have no Jamichael mm-hmm. Green. So you're missing Kaminga Green, Wiseman, and Wiggins in this one. And yeah, Andre Iguodala, if that does anything for you. I mean, Andre Iguodala <laughs> was not playing. That was really, really big for me. But yeah. I, I, I don't know how I did it. I still took Golden State, even though Andre Iguodala was not playing. But it was yeah. really, really close for me. And man, it, Andre Iguodala the was, the, was the – he's the GOAT. I mean, he's yeah, the GOAT. Man. He's over there. He's dating old girl from uh, the principal from Abbott right now. Like, he's Is living he? a pretty good life. Like, Oh, wow. 
like yeah, Iggy yeah, is he's the dating new... the principal from Abbott Elementary. Like Iggy is the if new you didn't see the, Oh, if I told the episode, my bad. I'm so sorry if I told the episode. I don't think that's a spoiler that like I mean I'm sure people seeing the screenshots put it everywhere, but if I told the episode for you, I do apologize for that. But no, no, I, I don't even uh, I don't even watch it. I, I need to get into it. That's a great show. I know, man. I need to get into it. My girl was telling me about it. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's a good spot. It's pretty much just a spot play for me um on uh, Atlanta. Uh, I think Poole turns the ball over a lot in this game. Atlanta forces a lot of turnovers. Um, they're top five in turnover percentage defense. So uh, Poole's going to be getting a lot of DeJounte Murray. I think it's a big DeJounte Murray game. Um, so uh, other than um, if Draymond, Clay, and Poole are playing, I don't get why. I, like, I don't think those other guys move the needle. I mean, Iguodala, you know, if he's healthy, you know, he does, you know, point and a half, two points. But the bench for Golden State's just been really good. Yeah. Switching gears, oh, back over to the game. We're talking about Pistons mm-hmm. and Portland. Portland's laying nine and a half. What are you doing? Uh, smash spot, Portland. I think Portland's going to blow them out like 15, 20 plus. Uh, they, they've been like horrible as of late. I don't think anybody has failed more metric-wise than the Portland Trailblazers. They started off really, really hot. They were top five in offensive and defensive rating. And now uh, they're like – Mid level, like 17, 18, uh, mm-hmm. in both of those in both of those metrics, uh, they haven't been shooting the ball well as of late. Uh, they're one and four straight up in ATS uh, last five. Mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect spot for Portland to get right. I look for a lot of threes from Dame, a lot of threes from Simons. Uh, the Jeremy Grant uh, return, or the I guess I don't know if it's a revenge game because they traded him, but um, I think Jeremy Grant has a big game as well. So I look for a Portland big three to have great games. I'm more so looking at Simons to go over and Jeremy Grant points, rebounds, and assists uh, than anything. I think Simons is at 22 and a half, and I'll have to get Jeremy Grant's. Um, if you want to, I don't know if you already gave your thoughts on the game, but I'll look up that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Portland. Those are my guys. I'm not fading them right now. And hopefully, uh, Gary Pate the second adds something to the team and looks, you know, pretty decent after uh, that. Exactly. In the first half of the season. He's back. I didn't know he's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back. So this is his oh, first okay. game back. Oh, so man, he may yeah. be maybe limited minutes, maybe rusty, but oh, yeah. he should be a nice little spark. And I said it if it gets to ten, then I may have a look at Detroit because Detroit has been really good against the number when getting double digits. They are uh I believe they are six, seven, eight. I think they're eight and two. I believe they are eight and two when they're getting eight and three. Uh, yeah, Detroit. They they've been playing a lot better. I mean, the suspensions the suspensions are still in force, right? For uh, so for you Hayes. Killian Hayes. So Killian mm-hmm. Hayes is the only one that is still suspended for this okay. game. That's yeah. I believe this is his last game. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so nine and nine and four is Detroit over the course of the season when getting double digits or more. Nine and four ATS. Yeah, I still like um, I still like Portland by doubles in this game. Um, and I, I didn't know Peyton was coming back, but I definitely like him. He, he's going to get him a jolt defensively, and uh, he's probably going to catch a few lobs as well. I think now is the time that you buy in stock on this Portland team. Yep. If you yep. want if you want a future on them to make the finals, for them to make the Western Conference finals, I think now is the time that you get in on a spot for Portland. We have David asking about Bojan's over points. Yeah, I can't fake Bojan. He's yeah, been good. He and I'm, 
but I like him. I like him against these Western Conference teams because he's played them so much over his time. I've said it that when he's oh, come yeah, over Utah, to Detroit, yeah. I take them every time he's played the Western Conference mm-hmm. because he knows those teams. He's played those teams well. He used to, he's used to playing those teams four times a year. So, yeah, I like my chances with Bovian getting his points prop is probably at 20 and a half or something like that. I like yeah. his chances of getting over 20. Yeah, I like um, I'm with you. On, I'm with you on that as well. Uh yeah, I but yeah, it's an important smash spot. I would the Pistons have been playing well though. Like, you know, they've been going up in, you know, like metric wise, but uh dang he um my man Big Winner in the chat don't he don't like uh not not Big Winner, I mean lucky day. Uh, he don't like our Portland boys, man. Said yeah. fraud. No, no, Portland's definitely been up and down at different points, but I just think it, like I said, I thought that they were playing really good basketball and their best defender is not back and, and not in game shape yet. So I think by the time, you you got to think, basketball and future bets are like the stock market. You buy them when they're low and you sell them when they're high. This is probably the lowest Portland's going to be for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. That is my, matter of fact, that is my prediction. This is the lowest Portland's going to be for the rest of the season. It's only up from here. What do you think about Shaden Sharp? I think he's all right. I think he's all right. I think he's good. I think he just needs the – he's probably one of those guys that's more of a volume guy and needs to be in a starting lineup to have more of an impact. But he's he does pretty decently for them off the bench right now. Yeah. yeah. And he hadn't played basketball in like a year and a half. He didn't play at Kentucky. So, yeah, yeah he's still got to get in a groove with things. Uh, I, think he'll yeah. be, I think he'll be a good addition later in the season and, of course, longer through his career. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Miami Heat going to play the Los Angeles Clippers in L.A. Minus two and a half for the Clippers. Two nineteen and a half is the total injury report for this game. And we have the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is probable. Caleb Martin is questionable. Gabe Vincent is questionable. Duncan Robinson is questionable. Lordy, the Heat just make you do this all the time. Dwayne Dillman <laughs> is out. Uh, Nikola Jovic is questionable. No, he's out. Uh, Nikola's out. And Udonis Haslam is questionable. <laughs> and for the Clippers, Nick Batoon is questionable. So two and a half with the Clippers at home. What are you doing? Yeah, I'll lay it with the Clippers. Um, they are, to me, the better team. Um both offensively and defensively. Um, they're returning home from a five-game road stretch where they went three and two ATS. They're seven and three ATS the last 10. And the big thing that I'm liking with the Clippers is that Kawhi and PG are actually playing. Like, um, I, th- I want to say maybe it was a one-game um, in between, but I want to say Kawhi played has played in the last, like, three games, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, hey, you got to take – with Kawhi, you got to take – the the baby steps like and appreciate them because he will sit out for long stretches of time so i like uh the clippers going forward uh i got a couple futures on them um going forward for the western conference and the western conference the the western conference the division man because if they you know their peak and their ceiling is a lot higher than pretty much any other team i think with those two guys on the team uh it's just that they haven't you know they have play together history shows that they're not going to be healthy enough to do anything um but you know i'll take my chances with them uh i don't think miami's very good on the road at all they have been playing well as of late three and two ats and straight up the last five um they're eight nine and one ats on the road so not terrible but overall they just don't cover a lot of numbers um so i like the I like the Clippers in a slow down, grind out spot 
um, half court game. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna make you take Bam over with me. Uh, but I might be on Bam as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not touching Bam. Uh, <laughs> for me in this game, I'm taking the Miami Heat just because of just track record. This team normally does pretty well to the number going West Coast. I like the Miami Heat when I'm getting them as a dog, and especially as a road dog. They're one and one in this trip with Denver and Utah recently, but that uh, that Denver game, they missed it by the hook. So they almost covered that game. They missed it by the hook. Utah, they were catching points with Utah. So, of course, they were going to win. Like, that was guaranteed. I think this will be a really good challenge for them. But uh, L.A. series here playing Lakers next. I, I like Miami's chances here catching points against the Clippers. And for the total sitting at – where is it at? 219 and a half. Yeah, it's the Clippers and it's Miami. I'm going under. It's pretty easy for me. Yeah, I see um David was uh saying Miami has went over and Clippers over uh as well. Like they've been playing more to the over, but which um, means it's just it, it, it's guaranteed that they go under. Like when everything <laughs> yeah. goes when you ever the intel hits like that, oh they're four and five to the over. Oh, the other team's five and six to the over. Oh, this should go to the over. And then we look at the game and they have freaking 30 points combined in the first quarter. Like <laughs> It happens like it. It just call call it a gut play because you say you say that you say that they're four and five Miami. You say they're five and six uh, for the Clippers, and yet the totals come down a point. I mean, it just and it's ninety yeah, percent mean, of money on the over. It's ninety so ninety percent of tickets are on the over, and the, and the totals come down a point. A reverse line movement there just tells me that this is going to be a pretty good under for this game. Yeah, I like the under as well. I think a lot of those metrics, I mean, with Miami and uh, Clippers metrics, you also got to take into consideration of who's playing and when they're playing. You know, some guys are in and out of the lineup. These are two of the teams who basically have the most injury riddled, like, or most players on the injury report, uh, like, in the NBA. Like, so it, it kind of just, you have to pick your poison and, and what you look at and stuff like that. So, I like the first half under uh, versus the full game. Um, being that if it's closer, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, free throws. Both teams are pretty good at the free throw line. So if it's either way, um, I think that free throws might influence the over more on a full game than it wouldn't in the uh, in the half uh, at halftime. So I'll lean to the under in the first half and, I, well, I'll play to the under in the first half, but I'll lean to the under in the full game with you uh, at 219. All right. Before we get into our lock and dog, I get my injury report from Underdog, and we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy because you ha- can play their weekly battle royale contest. You have NFL playoff best ball going on right now, so you go draft your best ball team and buy stock in Daniel Jones in the playoffs. I'm trying to tell you, buy stock in Daniel Jones in the playoffs. You've seen what he's done with a game to win when he needed to gain a game to win, goes out four total touchdowns in the game. So absolutely on Daniel Jones in the playoffs. Yes, there's a lot of bias in there. Use promo code SGPN. If you're a new customer at underdogfantasy.com, you can get 100% deposit match up to $100. That is promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. All right, that um, let's go this, ahead. My bad. Yeah. Before you go, I just want to the uh, the half, uh, the first half is one twelve and a half in that Miami um, Clippers game. So I'll just go under that. I just I didn't give out a number. Okay, and lock and dog. What are you doing, sir? Uh, let's go with the with the lock. I'm gonna go with um. That's a good question. I, I got I got so many to choose from. Um, 
with the lock, I'm going with Portland. I'm going with our Portland boys, uh, laying the nine and a half. I think it's a great spot for them getting GP back. Um, Detroit coming in a little wounded. Uh, they have been playing better basketball, but I think it's a I think it's a better matchup for Portland to uh, go bombs away from three. As for the dog, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Uh, I actually fought with Atlanta and Minnesota, believe it or not. Uh, I know I got cut off during the Minnesota talk, but um, I think it's a good spot for Minnesota. Um, but I think I like Atlanta a lot more um, with what they have than with what Minnesota has matchup-wise. So I'll go with Atlanta for the for the dog and Portland for the lock. All right. Let's see here. For my lock, let's go to – why is everybody trying to call me knowing I have a show <laughs> going on? Like you can literally see me on YouTube doing a show, and everybody's just bypassing my do not disturb trying to call me. All right. Let's see here. For my lock, uh, it's not really – I really don't want to bet too many sides today coming off of the new year. Let, let's let's go back to that under just recently. Recency bias and it's reverse line movement. Give me the under in the Clippers. Miami Heat under 219 and a half. And for my dog, uh, let's see. And, and when in doubt, just fade Dallas. So give me Houston plus 230 on the money line. It's pretty decent for me. Oh, yeah. It's right. a, a good day. All right, people. A uh, player prop lock. Okay, we can do a pair. We're really over time. I'm about to get cussed out. But a prayer prop lock. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James over points. He he kills his team. Let's just go uh, ahead. Lamelo points, rebounds, and assists. Um, All right. We talked about it earlier. There you go. You got a little same game parlay you can do in that Lakers and Hornets game. Everybody, thank you for the time. I know we went completely over and. Uh, overtime in this one but appreciate you and dealing with us technical difficulties if you haven't already make sure you check out us on youtube subscribe comment like everything on youtube leave us a review on spotify leave us a review on apple make sure you do that other than that i mean i really don't have anything else saying nothing else do happy new year everybody New new year new me keep it going that's it for this podcast. I mean, you're looking for some cool outro. I really don't have a cool outro. I'm just going to say this. We are out of here.